This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 67 of a Clean Skate Podcast, Dallas Stars Podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling. The Dallas Stars are kicking ass and taking names. This has been an incredible week. First of all, they win the series versus the Flames. Last week, we had Brad Brudon from the Flames Unfiltered podcast, and when we talked, the series was even up at two apiece going into Game 5. And I think that's a good place to start. Listen, we've got a lot of hockey to talk about. Uh, We will have some special guests coming up in the interview portion, as always. But first, I want to talk about quickly the Stars-Flames, because like I said, the Stars win this series they go on to play the avalanche they've already played a game against the avalanche because for some reason the nhl decided to be like you know what the stars just finished their first round we're going to give them a day break and then they will play one day later which was really dumb in my opinion i was really surprised there wasn't a bigger gap in between the first and second rounds but the nhl seems to just make sure everything uh, keeps moving forward so we go on to play the avalanche but i want to talk about Game 5 versus the Calgary Flames. We've got Hudobin versus Talbot. No Ben Bishop anywhere to be found. Um, He still has been deemed unfit to play. Not sure where he is. Hopefully, uh, he is eventually back on the bench. But for the time being, I have faith in Hudobin. He's been playing well, and he's played well for us all season. I don't think the boys should be worried or even concerned about the goaltending in the slightest. And then finally, the boys are able to you know, start the game right. They are able to score a shorthanded goal of their own. About halfway through the first period, Jamie Benn scores on a great feed from Tyler Sagan. He takes out the net on his way through the net, and the Stars are up with the early one nothing lead. Um, the Stars really dominated this first period in Game 5. They outshot them. They doubled up the shots to them, but unfortunately, Michael Backlund would tie the game 1-1. Um, it really felt like in this game that the Stars had the Uh, you know, the more opportunities, but the Flames definitely hung in it when it came to grade A scoring chances. They weren't getting a lot of chances, but the chances they were getting were good, and Backlund is able to convert on this one. It's some really good hands from him, and then he throws a shot through traffic. Hudobin is never going to see that, and that goes in to tie the game 1-1. The shots are 14-7 for Dallas after the first period. The Stars continue to pressure in the second period, and the Flames get a few good looks. But like I said, I still think the Stars are, are really throwing everything at the net. Talbot kept them in it in Game 4 He, you know, with that 2 nothing shutout win he had. So the Stars were looking to just get anything by him, and so far they've only been able to get one by him. 
but they aren't able to solve him in that second period. The shots are 26 for 14 for Dallas in the second period going into the third. And then finally, just a minute and 22 seconds into the third period, John Klingberg scores. It is a fantastic play from Matthias Janmark. He walks it out of the corner. Fantastic cycle. Janmark was flying all night. He's been flying the last couple of games. And listen, he's does he's not been scoring a lot, but he works hard. He plays fast. He forechecks, and he's super defensively responsible. And occasionally, he makes plays like this where he walks it out. He chips a backhand pass over to Klingberg. Finally, from some space for him to just rip it on net, and he snipes it high, short side, past the glove of Talbot to give the Stars the 2-1 lead. The Flames then would go into an all-out press in the last little bit of that third period, but the Stars are able to shut it down and take the 3-2 series lead, a commanding 3-2 series lead, and really, really putting the pressure on on the Calgary Flames going into a potential elimination game in Game 6. So now for the breakdown of this Game 6, I got together with Brad Brood from the Flames Unfiltered. This episode was supposed to be a two-guest episode, um, very special. I talked to the Offside by a Mile boys a little bit later in the episode. Unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties, I was unable to put the interview with Brad from the Flames Unfiltered podcast in here. And so that will just become the lost interview, unfortunately. Um, to break down the game six really quick, the Dallas Stars went into a huge hole. The Flames came out punching exactly like I expected. They were on the ropes. This is an elimination game for them, and we expected to get their A game. And they came out, and they put us in a quick 3 nothing hole in the first period. And I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking it's over. The game's over. They buried three by us. They're just going to keep going and going and going, and they're going to force that Game 7, and you know it's going to be a great Game 7, just like me and Brad had talked about on the previous episode. Then the craziest thing happened. We score a goal late in the first period to make it 3-1, and then the second period, the Dallas Stars explode onto the scene, and they don't stop scoring until the whistle blows and they win the game 7-3. to three. Dennis Gurionov had a four-goal game. The Dallas Stars hadn't had a hat-trick in the postseason. And then Joe Pavelski and now Gurionov have each done it in this postseason. Um, it was an absolutely incredible game. I have never seen a team come out like that and then immediately turn around and just dominate. That is the first time in the Stanley Cup playoffs a team has been losing by three and then led by four in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It was a wild game. And so now I'm obviously not going to try and make up for the interview with Brad. I thought it was a fantastic interview and I'm quite upset that it's not going to be able to be in this episode. But listen, he was frustrated with that loss. Uh, Flames fans, and as from a Flames fan perspective of this, he's frustrated. Um, he is not pleased with the core. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau, Monaghan, um, he's, Lucic didn't look very good. Uh, you know what? He seemed actually surprisingly I thought he was going to rip the goaltenders to shred but he 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 seemed like that the goaltenders he even specs, expects to see Talbot and Riddich probably back for the Calgary Flames next season it, it was a fantastic interview and like I said um it was a great series I had a great conversation with Brad I, I, I'm really upset you guys aren't able to hear it 
but uh, that is the way things go sometimes. So a little change of plans. What we are going to be doing now that the Dallas Stars have taken control of the first round and moved on to the Colorado Avalanche. The Dallas Stars have a quick turnaround, and like I said earlier in the episode, they had to play a game uh, two days later after winning that first round series versus the Flames. And in that turnaround, they jump out to a quick lead, and Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, and Alexander Radulov finally show up. It, like This is probably the first time they've showed up in the last year. They show up in a big way. Their line combines for three of the Stars' five goals, and they win Game 1 over the Avalanche 5-3, which was a fantastic win. So now I'm going to finally get us over to the actual guest spot on this episode. We welcome the Offsides by a Mile podcast to break down that episode. I joined them live after this game as well to talk about our feelings, and then they sat down with me so I could finally, you know, get their their feelings on it. Listen, they 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 weren't too happy with the game. I'll let them explain it. But I saw on Twitter before the game that everyone was betting against the Dallas Stars. So the Dallas Stars are the underdogs in this. I think they know that as well with this interview, and, and I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Hello, bonjour, hello, hey, hiya and previet hockey fans. Welcome to the Europuck Podcast. The show where two blokes from Blighty talk about everything to do with European hockey as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. From the Russian KHL to the Swedish Hockey League, the Finnish Liga to the Swiss National League, the British Elite League to the Alps Hockey League, we talk about anything and everything European hockey. Catch our podcast every Friday from August the 28th, however you get your podcasts, and on the Europuck Podcast YouTube channel. The Europuck Podcast, giving you guys European hockey. We've got the boys from the Offsides by a Mile podcast. We got Tyler. We got Jared. We are coming off of a game one Stars Avs Stars victory, a big green victory. And oh, damn. Yeah, listen, <laughs> we're hyped about it. And so, welcome to the show, boys. Um, Thank you. A little surprised to be playing this early. I didn't realize we'd have such a big turnaround between, between uh, you know, the rounds like that so uh, I'm, I'm happy to have you guys here listen oh, yeah. the the gary bettman fueled nhl where the series are already the winners are already picked before it even starts they already knew he knew it was going to end <laughs> in game six there was not going to be a game seven or they wouldn't have even scheduled this game on saturday they're like yeah we know we know these series no, are over so. these series are over <laughs> so i'm so i want to talk to you guys mostly about the game that we just watched but first, just quickly, I want to hear you guys talk about your guys' series against the Coyotes. How do you guys feel? I mean, obviously, a dominating performance. So uh, I just want to get quickly your guys' opinions on how your guys' last series went. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, it was all uh, rainbows, you know, after after game five. Uh, I mean, we go through, like we talked about a bit about on our podcast, uh, the first three games were a hell of a lot closer. Um, I feel like the first three games brought our battle level up a lot. 
which, you know, fueled the fire for these offensive outbursts and, and a really good camper. Uh, I mean, this didn't really translate into game one, but we'll get there for, for this series. But uh, a really good camper in game three, I felt like propelled the Colorado Avalanche to just have a much better commitment to scoring a much better commitment to battling. And I mean, game four, we just blew them out of the water. Like I talked about on our podcast, uh, our last podcast, um, game five against the Arizona Coyotes was the first game in the playoffs that I was watching one of my teams play. And I had zero nerves going in because I just felt like coming out of game four of that dominance and there was no signs of slowing down. Everybody was chipper. Everybody was ready to go. And, I mean, no nerves whatsoever. And it even, you know, fizzled out even more after the first period when it was 3 nothing. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we got this locked down. Um, Arizona, I think, you know, like going in, we even gave it – me and Tyler both gave them six games. Um, they were just – it was like Chicago against Vegas. It was just not going to happen. They were just – they're playing way too formidable of opponents like Vegas and, and Colorado have, I mean, probably the best offense in the playoffs at this point. And uh, they were, they just weren't going to lose those series. So, I mean, overall, I'm super glad the way it wrapped up because earlier on it was getting a little nerve wracking, having Kemper racking up the saves and Arizona being very opportunistic with their goals like Dallas was in game one there. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, couldn't really be much more happy because we didn't really see any blatant holes or anything in the last two games. So the one nice thing I thought too was just how, how well this team adjusted in that series. You go from games one and two and three, where it was a tight, 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 tight game from Arizona and Kemper, obviously. And you can definitely like some of that is Kemper probably tiring out and the defensive structure tiring out, all that stuff but it definitely seemed like the Avs adjusted their systems to beat Arizona. And that's what you saw in game four and five. So that's nice. It gives me a little bit of confidence going into game two and beyond in the Dallas series now, because the adjustments better be coming. So now before we get to this game, looking at what were you guys expecting going into this game one, not thinking about what just happened, right? Zero zero. The game hasn't. No pucks been dropped yet. How are you guys feeling going into this game? Uh, I had confidence. Definitely. I definitely had more confidence than I did in the third period. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I didn't. I, I knew that the stars. It was going to be a different story. We weren't going to be able to walk over them, and just you know have our way with them in, in our, in their defensive zone, in our offensive zone, we weren't going to be getting those crazy plays and, and uh, I mean, lackluster offense that Arizona had, like we know who Dallas has up front. Arizona has some players with credentials in the past, but they didn't really show up. I mean, like we talked about Hall and Kessel and even Keller and stuff on our, on our podcast, how they didn't really ever show up. Um, I felt like that was not going to happen with Dallas and there's, I mean, Dallas just has more weapons for sure too. And you got those two speedy, really good young defensemen back there too. Um, 
I knew it was going to be a lot more competitive and it, and it was, so that was kind of my feelings going in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like all of hockey Twitter was confident. The abs are going to pull this out. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I expect a four game sweep? Obviously not. Did I expect the abs to win game one? Yeah. It was, it was kind of annoying, to be honest, because I looked at hockey Twitter, especially today, and it was just filled with, oh, Colorado is going to win game one, baby. So, like, I, I, listen, I don't want to gloat, but that's just kind of <laughs> how it felt look, looking at it. it. Just like everyone's bracket was Colorado yeah. over Dallas. And so uh, I guess we can get into the game then right i mean sagan starts early how are you guys feeling sagan buries one early sagan hasn't scored all playoffs and he gets one early in the first period first goal of the series how do you guys feel i felt fine because it was garbage <laughs> just like it it wasn't a skilled goal it was a freaking terrible play by the avs d and i can't remember who the forward was that was chasing him but two guys go chasing the guy behind the net gonna work every single time oh yeah every single time <laughs> but that being said Sagan just shoots in knuckle puck and it just happens to find the net I mean Grubauer maybe could have made a save he maybe could have played it a little differently maybe gave him the far side opposed to the short side but that being said I'm not like I wasn't overly worried um I wasn't like overly worried either the only thing I was worried about is basically what you just said right there and that's it's Tyler Sagan's first goal of the playoffs and that's the last person we need to heat up right now and also the fact is that it just it made me remember all of the regular season games a hell of a lot clearer and I was like oh yeah this is kind of how it went right so I mean yeah I mean I wasn't that nervous after that goal but once we got done the first period, I was a hell of a lot more nervous. <laughs> yeah, so then, it, so then it was kind of interesting. It was kind of back and forth. The Stars took a quick 3-1 lead. Then the Avs would pull it within one. Then the Stars would score again, make it 4-2. Then the Avs scored, make it 4-3, a little closer. And then we yeah. scored again, made it 5-3. We go into the third period, and we go into absolute lockdown mode boring hockey for you guys like frustrating hockey especially from an avalanche fan like i can understand why watching that is frustrating because to be honest Mm -hmm. it's frustrating from a fan's point of view trying to watch it because we're just dumping the puck out every time there's no offense on our end so i guess how do you guys feel you know like that was a frustrating game to watch how do you guys feel the moment they scored five three i looked at jared and i was like that's it that's the, the game's over yeah. And he's like, you can't, you can't, you, you can't do that to the ass. And I'm like, man, like that whole third was that. Like the moment it wasn't a one shot game, it was over. Because like you said, they just clogged everything up. The Evs had no life in that third period. None. Period. End of story. Like you can say what you want about the first line trying to like push the pace a little bit. They didn't make any real nice plays. It was just McKinnon trying to skate fast. It was McCarr trying to skate fast. It was Landis trying to deke two or three guys, right? They just – they weren't a unit because Dallas was just stopping everything. And, it, it, yeah, frustrating is the perfect word. Like, that third period was 
I swear we all of a sudden were playing the Islanders. Like, <laughs> Dude, yeah. I mean, that actually really made me think of the Islanders game that we played against them in the regular season, too, when Barlamov just stood on his fucking yeah. head and they, they were blocking all these shots. You know that's like a staple blueprint of, like, the Islanders now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we couldn't get anything going in that third period. And, I mean, credit to Dallas. Like you said, it's it's not the nicest and prettiest and sexiest hockey to watch, but – God damn, is it fucking – it's – uh, it works, man. And, it, I mean, we saw it against Arizona, too. I mean, Dallas has done it better. But, like, Arizona did it pretty well in the first few games there, too. Um, I mean, Game one was 0-0 for – So long. 51 minutes or something. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like it's it's good that this has happened in the first game. And, I mean, we could have gone without some of those injuries, like EJ and Grubauer. I mean, that's two pretty key players out of our lineup at this point for an undetermined amount of time. We don't really know. Grubauer looked pretty bad. EJ maybe not quite as bad. Hopefully, he's trying to push through it. He walked but... down the tunnel, I think, at least four times. <laughs> yeah, and he kept coming back, and he would have a crazy shift. And then Dude. you'd see him limping off the ice again. The like... fact that he came out of the second intermission on the bench, we're like, are you serious, EJ? And they're like, ah, just kidding. He's just going to sit on the bench for the rest of the game. You're like, okay, thank God. That's such a hockey hockey thing to do. Just duct tape and get him back out there. Well, that was the, the issue, too, with that goal. I think that – was it the second goal they scored when he got hurt? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Now, again, like you said, that's classic hockey. If Eric Johnson just lays on the ground, the abs touched the puck behind the net. They would have got a whistle for the injury. Instead, he limps off to get out of the zone. Play stays alive. Dallas scores. Eric Johnson, stop being so tough. You're like, God damn it, (laughs) hockey players, just lay down. Yeah, the Gordon Bombay and Mighty Ducks, stay down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right, like, and again, I'm not like, I'm not, not saying just lay down because, for all you know, the Avs wouldn't have never touched the puck, and then he would have just been laying there forever, and they would have got scored on anyway, but. Just so happened on that play, they did touch the puck. They would have got the stoppage. And unfortunately, they get scored on. But again, right, like that first period could have easily been 1-1. Could have been easily 3-1 abs. Hudobin played great in the first period too. Oh, absolutely. He had some phenomenal saves. It, it yeah. very – listen, that's, that's the thing I worry about, right? Because listen, we're relying on Hudobin to make a couple saves like that. And listen, you can't make those saves every night. And there's gonna there right there's gonna be a night when he those go in and now we're chasing the game that game we're, we lose that game six five he doesn't make some of those saves yeah it's possible and I, I mean we were hoping for that but then the third period happened and but yeah I mean you're right though because if some of those go in it doesn't really allow the stars to play that collapse and you know play that shutdown kind of you know style that they were playing in the third but um, yeah but again. For us, it's the exact same thing we knew about Arizona, right? Yeah. You let Arizona get ahead, and they're gonna they would have done the same thing. They just Dabs just never let that happen, and that's the terrifying part about Ben Sagan and Radulov getting going, because they're not supposed to be going. This is not this is the rules. <laughs> yeah. Ben Sagan and Radulov are having a bad year. That's the rules. You guys need to frig off. Okay. <laughs> Stick with the plan. <laughs> So, I mean, now then wrapping up, looking ahead to the rest of the series then, right, there were some big injuries. I don't think we will see Grubauer or Johnson in game two. 
Maybe Johnson. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Drew maybe just because he's a straight up veteran beauty friggin' beast. Yeah. Yeah. He but, might be crazy and, and be out there still. But, but I wouldn't be, expect it. I'd be very surprised if you see Grubauer in the rest of the playoffs if the Avs go on. Like possibly, yeah. But that, I wouldn't that, have any concerns if I were you guys about the McKinnon line. That mm, looks incredible. No. So how are you guys feeling? Because you, you saw Nathan McKinnon and that line do their thing. So how are you expecting the rest of the team, especially with these new injuries popping up, to react? And what would you expect to see going forward in the rest of the series? Uh, we need to see a reaction, first of all. Because uh, that's a, that, a lot of what I saw tonight was Colorado's leaders trying to lead the way and no one's responding. We had McKinnon making crazy plays, going up the ice at Mach 1 speed, you know, trying to make something happen. Landy's playing, like, so hard on the puck. That goal that he scored was just unbelievable determination by him. Crazy cycles by himself, basically, and just finding a way to get the puck past Kudobin, which he snuck behind him, and I still don't know how he did it. Um, and then you got Johnson, who's playing with half a leg, and he's going in there making shit happen. And then, I mean, like Tyler said on our podcast, like, where the hell was the second line? Like, Kadri, Donskoy, Burkowski did not have a good game whatsoever. The third line had its looks and everything, but the overall, just the rest of the team didn't react the way I wanted them to, especially with some of the big plays that some of these, you know, leaders were making on our team. Um, but I know there's going to be a reaction by everybody else. Uh, we didn't play like the greatest games in Ari against Arizona too in the first couple games, right? But once game three came, game three was won by Kemper, first of all. But that game was a super good game. And Colorado had chances upon chances. And I don't see how we don't come out like that in game two. Uh, the, the Avs know that we have so much more to give than we showed tonight. And just like our fluidity of our breakouts and just the passing in general just wasn't quite there. Like those, you know, crisp offensive plays that you're usually used to seeing the abs make like on a nightly basis just wasn't there tonight so i fully expect monday that it's going to be a hell of a lot different situation and uh like you said you got to hope that kudobin can uh, keep standing on his head i mean he he made some really good saves tonight and that was the same feeling in game three it was like oh shit well we got camper well we broke him we broke the hell out of him so <laughs> hopefully we can do that to uh, Hudobin too. So I was hoping the Avs were going to have 45 shots today. <laughs> and then the third period happened. <laughs> well, listen, if you count all, all the block shots by stars players, you guys definitely break that. I mean, yeah, there, I mean, shot attempts was probably pretty, pretty high. Yeah. You should have seen the shot attempps against Arizona. Yeah. It was, it was like a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> we are used to the shot blocks. Well, boys, I think it's going to be an interesting series. I think it's going to be a long series, and I'm yeah. interested to see what you know team, what teams we see. Because I think, I think the teams we see in game two and game three, it's going to be a vastly different just game entirely yeah. to what we saw today. Agreed. Yeah, I think so too. And one other thing, I think we're going to have to start expecting some nastiness. Because yes. That shit and and like you 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 tweeted out you found that that clip of Ben uh, yeah giving uh -huh. a little giving a little knee to an injured Eric Johnson I guarantee the entire Avs dressing room has seen that clip at this point so Ben might have a few surprises from 
Big Z or some shit. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if we can get Calvert back and get him in there and fight. Finn, I, listen, guy that's I a think and a half bigger. That's an interesting. That's an interesting beast to poke. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, listen, it's going to be a fun series, boys. We don't <laughs> wish yeah. we don't wish anyone luck anymore on this podcast. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, we're the same way. So. Yeah, us too. So I, uh, I apologize, but I'm sure we will be uh, meeting up and. Uh, bringing out some more stuff here uh, later on in the playoffs. So I appreciate you guys coming on and uh, we will see you uh, in the coming days. I hope you can have as much fun on Monday and Wednesday as we did today. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I appreciate that. (laughs) Thanks Mike. So there you guys are. We are all caught up with the Dallas Stars and where they are. Uh, The next Dallas Stars game, Game 2 against the Colorado Avalanche, will be taking place on the Monday this episode comes out. So I hope you guys are able to listen to that. And then we can watch the Stars beat the Avalanche in Game 2 to take a 2-0 series lead. Um, if not, I hope you guys are listening to this, and uh, I am calming some of you down. Listen, this is a long series, guys, and we'll get them in the next one. All right, that that's in case we, we lose this one and you're listening to it later in the week. Just to check in around the league, see how everyone else is doing, how the first round went, and what the matchups look like in the second round. As you guys know, the Colorado Avalanche beat the Arizona Coyotes 4-1 to and are taking on the Dallas Stars in the second round, the Stars lead that series one to nothing. The Vegas Golden Knights knocked off the Chicago Blackhawks four to one as well, and they will be taking on the Vancouver Canucks, who beat the St. Louis Blues four games to two. And it turns out that in the West, the final four from of Western Conference teams will be divisional matchups. And the matchups look just like it would in a regular playoff series where everyone is yelling about, oh man, why are why are the two divisional teams playing each other in, in the final four? We want to see some difference. And look at that. We do it a little different and it ends up the same way anyways. And then in the East, the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Columbus Blue Jackets 4-1. to one. They will be taking on the Boston Bruins, who beat the Carolina Hurricanes, also 4-1. to Then the New York Islanders won their series over the Washington Capitals 4-1 to in a crazy upset, uh, knocking off the Stanley Cup winner from two seasons ago. And with them out as well, the St. Louis Blues knocked out as well. There will be a new Stanley Cup champion in 2020, which is going to be crazy They will be taking on the New York Islanders, and the Tampa Bay Lightning will be playing the Boston Bruins, like I said. Those games have not yet started on the day I'm recording this, so the second round will be well underway by the time you are listening to this. You know what? It's going to be crazy. My brackets are still looking good. The teams I have in the finals are still in this final eight situation so that pleases me quite a bit and I'm hoping the Dallas Stars are able to keep making it forward and they have a great series versus the Avalanche and that is going to do it 
for this episode. Again, I, I want to apologize for the technical difficulties. I wish you guys had been able to hear that interview with Brad. Um, he sounded frustrated, but I thought it was he had some really good insight, especially from the flame side of things. Um, I, I thought that was really good, and, and it's too bad you guys weren't able to hear that. But I want to thank everyone for listening. Listening. If you want to like and subscribe to wherever you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, that would be fantastic. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at CleanSkatePod on Twitter to keep up with all the antics. Go Stars Go, and I will see you cowpokes in the second round.